Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast. I'm Phil Kirkbride and today joined by Gavin Buckland and Paul Wheelock as due to the fact that we're all the major talking points at Goodison Park and it may be the thick of the international break but Royal Blue doesn't stop and we will uh, hopefully provide over the next half an hour or so some interesting conversation uh, and debate about Everton because of course always plenty to talk about. Um, the guys podded on Monday, uh, Tuesday sorry. I know you guys touched on Monday those who involved Wheelow um, on Moise Keane and, and, and obviously looking for the potential for a need to replace him. I just want to go back and talk about Moise and, and his future and the decision to go to PSG. Um, were you surprised by the news on Sunday that he, uh, he, he'd he gone on loan to to, uh, to the French team? Yeah, you know, I think on one of the earlier podcasts this season, we talked about that his body language, didn't we? You know, after he scored the goals against... Uh, Fleetwood and Salford, he didn't look particularly happy. And, you know, it, it, it kind of gave the game away a little bit to me because obviously it took him a, a while to get his first goal last season. The fact that he got off the mark so early, <clears throat> he, he just something wasn't right there. And you wonder, you know, he's he's a young lad, but obviously like most strikers and good strikers, he's probably got an ego. And I wonder if he looks at Dominic Calvert-Lewin and the flying start that he's made. And I wonder if he just began to feel like, you know, this could be the time for him to, to move on. And it, to me, I still feel we're slightly short in that area. So it did come as a surprise that we were, we were going to let him go. But as we've always known, if you're going to be bringing players in, you've, you've got to be letting some go. And maybe he's one of those lads. Carlo didn't want to leave him. None of the supporters probably didn't want to leave either. But, you know, we've been finding it difficult so far to get the likes of Bessic and Balassi off the books. Maybe we had to sacrifice that one. So, yeah, on one hand, surprised because I think he's a valuable part of the squad but on the other looking at his body language and looking at the fact that we had to reduce the wage bill a little bit maybe not Gav um, you know I'm not not suspecting or, or expecting that you have a, a detailed understanding of uh, French football but but on the surface is, is Moise Keane going to play? Um, well it's a good point isn't it? Uh, well, the, the amount of games PSG play, I mean, if they got up front, Mbappe, Neymar, Icardi, uh, yeah. obviously Cavani's gone. I mean, Neymar, I mean, some of them don't play every week. Um, so I think there'll be an opportunity for game time there, certainly, uh, with PSG. Um, so I think it's in some respects, it's a, it's a good opportunity for them, isn't it? Uh, dare I say, at a high-profile club. Um, so that we could benefit from that if he comes back next year. A bit more confidence, a bit more experience. Um, so the, the benefit of, of of that will be for him and Everton. The downside is if he if he tanks, then his market value to receives. <laughs> which is it's always the risk that isn't it? We talked about this the other week, Phil, weren't we? That if you send a player at, at, at sort of Keane's age out on loan, 
it can work spectacularly or it can backfire completely, especially if you paid a big fee for him, not up front as such, uh, you paid a big fee for him. So it'll be interesting to see how it pans out um, for him. I mean, PSG, as we well know, dominate the French League, so he may get some easier games, you know, easier goals, a bit more game time than what he has done here. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't rule out him. You know, um, not playing a few games. I think he might get some significant game time, to be honest with you. Wheelow, in terms of the, the, the feeling and the word from the football club was, this is obviously there's no option to buy. This is a straight loan and he's coming back. He needed game time, wanted game time, and we've agreed to let him go. But it would be understandable if there's Evertonians out there going, well, the writing's on the wall now. He's been sent out on loan. He's basically... This is just a, a, a slow 12-month process to him leaving permanently. Do you see it like that, or do you see it very much as a straight loan and uh, an opportunity to get him uh, fit and firing for, for next season? Again, I think a lot may depend on Dominic Calvert-Lewin's form because if he continues at the current rate that he's going, he's he's already he was already established as Everton's number nine, but it's even firmer now, isn't it, with the way he's playing, the way he's progressing. I just don't see... Maurice Keane maybe being that backup striker at Everton. I think the fact that he's backed his ability to go and play at PSG when you've got the likes of Neymar and Bappi and Acardi, as Gaz just said there, shows that he's clearly confident in his own his own his own ability. And I just don't know if he will be happy being that backup striker again. It comes back to his body language in those uh, Carabao Cup games. You know, is he going to be happy doing that? Is he going to be happy coming off? coming on after 70 minutes when we have to change formation or maybe Dominic's not having the best of games. And I just, again, I don't know the person. And I don't I don't know his backstory that well. But to me, just from what I've seen of him, I don't know if he's going to be happy being a squad player. I think he may not get that at Paris Saint-Germain, but as Gav rightly said, it's a high-profile move for him, isn't it? And if he, he could go either way. If he, if he manages to play every so often, gets his name in the shop window, he may get another big move again because he's still young and he's clearly got potential. But, I do feel maybe if it does go well, this could be not the beginning of the end for him at Everton, but maybe you know a chance for him to move on. I just don't know. I'm not sure about his long term future. Gav, same question to you, mate. Yeah, I think um, I think I'm just wondering whether the within the club based because he is an experience whether they trust him as being the backup striker anyway at the moment. Um, obviously, we've been linked with uh, Josh King this week. Um, have been for some time. I, I just, I'm just wondering. We're a little bit light up front, aren't we? Um, I, I, I suspect. You know, we were talking at the start of the season, Phil, and we were saying, well, the good thing about Carver Lewin and the Charleston is if Carver Lewin was injured, you could play the Charleston in the middle and yeah. vice versa to a degree. I think, I think the way we started the season, I don't think they see that as an option. Now, I, I think they see, like, actually play Richarlison left all the time, play Calvert-Lewin up top all the time. And I think if you play Calvert-Lewin up the top all the time and you're not going to be replacing Richarlison, we're a bit light, aren't we? I can, you know, if he was missing for five or six games, would you trust, has Keane got the experience and know how to play six games on the bounce? Not sure he has. Uh, I'm not sure, but is Chang Toast not too on his injuries these days? Is he? Um, well, well, I think that's partly the reason why so far, and the feeling is that there's no yeah. no rush to get a replacement because I think he's he's not too far away. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, 
I think in a strange way, I think Tolson would be above Keane in the uh, in, mm. in in the sort of pecking order because I think he's got more experience of playing that role. In fact, it would be Tank Tolson on occasions has shown sign of like if you if you got the right service to him in the penalty area, like Carver Loon's been getting in these opening seven games. I'd like I wouldn't mind seeing Tolson. Yeah. Because well, no. he is like a sort of penalty box between the goal <laughs> striker, isn't he? You know, I don't, I don't think anybody, Gav, throughout his, his, his Everton career since he came in in what January 2018, yeah. I don't think anybody's questioning his ability to finish. Yeah, I yeah. Think it, I think it's it's the other stuff in a Premier League environment that, that yeah. he perhaps is lacking in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule him out, you know, as an option ahead of Key. Mm. To be honest with you. I think if he was fit, and some respects, and he's a bit more experienced, I'd rather have him ahead of Keane, to be honest with you, from what I've seen of both of them at the club. And I'm just wondering whether that's also part of the part of the thinking here. Uh, but we still had a little bit lightweight with Keane going. Um, but um, I know, so you always want an option anyway, don't you? You want, you want to keep people... Places pressurised, don't you? Um, mm. But it's a, it's an interesting move. I don't think all's great behind the scenes at PSG at the moment, anyway. Isn't it? I was listening to it was the Euro League's podcast. You know, just to see how all the people are competing against us, obviously. Um, <laughs> on, just to, you know, I have, I, have, I have a difference of the podcast world, just to have a look and see how competitors are getting on. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. not as good as the Royal Blue. You know what I mean? And I, and I think there's a bit of bit of uh, bad feeling behind the scenes, isn't it, between the management and uh, Leonardo, who's the director of football? So I think there's a. Uh, I think there's other things going on there with Keane and PSG, not not to do with Everton. So yeah. yeah. I, I just don't think they can trust them, Phil, to, to, to fill the gap for Cavalier for the run of games. Mm. And, and what I've seen so far at the club, I can see why. So ship yeah. them out, get them some good, some good game time, get a few goals, see how, it, see how it takes us. But I do, but that leaves us lightweight. But we maybe still have got other options apart from Cavalier, as I say. So, Will, are you having that, that shout yeah. then from uh, Gav that Jenk Tosin may yet still have? A part to play this season, it may, you know, if 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 injury or suspension hit, hit Calvert Lewin, he may have an important part to play. Yeah, well, certainly because he is our only other option. And again, I think longer term, is he the answer, or even as he's the answer as the backup, probably not. But that raises an interesting point. The the player reminds me a lot of, although I don't think he's ever got close to reaching that level, is like a Jelovic kind of thing. He was mm. quite limited, toasting him what he can do. But you're spot on, Phil. You know, but. And gap between the posts, he is a good finisher. You remember his his goal uh, away at Burnley, or even like the one where he got three against Palace at home. That there, there is there is something there. I just worry about the, the mobility aspects, kind of thing, to stretch teams, and which obviously Calvert Lewin's got, and that's why he's doing so well in the Premier League and now scoring for England as well. He's got a, a number of facets to his game, but the, you know beggars can't be choosers, and if we can't sign another striker, and it, it doesn't seem like we're in a rush, he, he's going to get a, a chance at some point. And yeah, he's, he's probably never played in an Everton team with his delivery as good as James Rodriguez can bring in, can he? And, you know, uh, Richarlison, as you rightly say, Phil, is, is, is shooting really excellent form back on the left. And, you know, the full-backs are playing well and getting forward. So, in a weird way, maybe this is the best opportunity for Tosin to, to, to prosper at Everton. I still don't think he's going to play too much because Calvert-Lewin, touch wood, 
continues his fitness and continues his form. But yeah, I, I think we said on the podcast earlier this week that someone like Josh King, Josh King would be a good option. But I was reading today on the gossip pages of the BBC that they're looking for seventeen and a half million for him supposedly, and that's that's a lot of money, isn't it? That is a lot of money for a twenty-eight-year-old, albeit one who's Premier League proven. So. Yeah, maybe it is Tosin's time after after all this time and everything. Because what I would say about Tosin, so just to just to um, probably talking about mobility and stuff, and you know, I mean, in the open game, I was looking at, I didn't see the game last night, but from how DCL played and what he's played is, apart from scoring goals, he hasn't affected the game that much. Mm. In the games he's played, he's relied on others, Richarlison, Rodriguez, as we know. You know, and, and the midfield, and like when Sebi played four four two, and he's got to forage around the pitch, and he's got to hold the ball and play, and let people run off him, and all this type of stuff, which has been quite decent, to be honest with you, apart from not scoring in that time. But he's playing a different role this season, isn't he? In that, his primary role just appears to be get yourself in the right positions in the penalty box, and and score. I mean, is is his game time touches have been really small, haven't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, and that lends it, because our style of play lends itself. It's just have somebody in the middle who can get get a bit of space and finish off the, the good good creative work elsewhere in the team, mm. and, including set pieces as well. Yeah. And, and I'm just, and that's the type of thing, actually, toast. You know, I sound like his agents here, don't I? But that's the type <laughs> of thing. Seriously, that, that as much as it sounds, that that's the type of thing Toast yeah, is yeah, yeah. reasonably good at, isn't he? You know, as yes. a backup striker, yeah. rather than like running around the pitch and you know running the channels and all that type of thing. And I think I'm just wondering, it may may not be the worst option because mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd rather I'm just trying to think aloud here. I'd rather Toast me plays Calvert Lewin than. Get Richarlison to place Calvert Lewin, and then we have to bring somebody in left. Yes, to replace Richarlison. Yeah, Richarlison. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, you're so, right. I don't think I don't think you'd find too many people listening to this pod would disagree that Tosin is absolutely at his best when he plays within the width of the goal, the goal yeah. frame, doesn't he? That because that's that's ultimately, and you know, we, we've seen when he's been he's been the the, the lone striker, and he's. He's tried as hard as he possibly could, but he's he's toiled, hasn't he? He's he's looked yeah, yeah. he's looked uncomfortable. But as a, you know, as a as a, I've got to use that phrase, fox in the box here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Copyright Franny Jeffers two thousand one. Yeah, I, I, I do. You know, there, there could be there could be a future there. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily write off his mm. uh, his, his future at the club at the moment. Uh, Tolston, um, yeah. especially if he can carry on. Being really, you know, really creative and, you know, like, creating lot, lots of chances and stuff. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. Well, of course, as, as Wheelow said, of course, now he's he, he, Tosin's now looking at a team that's got creativity because uh, sadly, Big Sam couldn't attract James Rodriguez to get in there. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bernard, uh, he was a, uh, a figure on deadline day, if, if you will, and his name cropped up with Romers. Um, the belief at the time was on deadline day that, you know, there had been some discussion mixed in with the Robin Olsen talks and, um, and that, that a move had been discussed. Uh, that seemed to be backed up by his agent uh, yesterday uh, being quoted on a, an Italian website saying Everton had effectively blocked the move. Um, but when asked whether you know he could move again in January, he said yes. He could leave for seven million euros and all this. It's since come to our attention and, and, and our understanding now that actually Roma had made no inquiry at all in these conversations, and no no conversation had been had. I'm seeing a warning sign here, Wheelow, that that, that actually. You know, we talk about maybe spelling the, the you know the days are numbered for for Moyes Keane potentially. It sounds to me like Bernard and perhaps his team are are keen for him to be uh, to be moving on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it sounds like uh, a bit of a, a signal, isn't it, that he, he's looking to for pastures new and probably looking at it. It might be a similar to like a Moyes Keane situation where he's he's looking at the the squad and the team and wondering where I'm going to apply in there and. And always opportunities have come this season in deeper in the Carabao Cup games, and he, he he's impressed in both. But you've got to put into context the, the the opposition at the time, and could he do maybe where Gomez plays potentially? But at, at the weekend, you know, Sigurdsson played, Tom Davis came in, and I know on the silver particularly he played in one of those wider positions. But I just don't think he's dynamic enough to have an influence on the game like Richarlison clearly is, and, and we're seeing the difference in levels between a Bernard and a Rodriguez. So. Again, he's probably one of those players who's too good not to play fairly regularly and not just be a Carabao Cup player or be a squad player. So, again, we got him for a free transfer and what there was talk of like seven million or whatever. That seems fairly generous, but clearly wasn't any talk with Roma. But maybe they're putting the signals out there now. His, his people in his camp to to get a move and. It's one of those, as we were saying on the podcast earlier this week, it was like when Theo left, got nothing against Theo Walcott. I think he did a job at times. I don't think he lived up to the expectations, but had nothing particularly against him. But I wasn't against him going now because it could block Anthony Gordon and maybe Bernard's in another similar position. We, It'd be great to keep all these players happy, and but you know that's not going to be the case. And we need to reduce play, reduce the squad as well. Carlo said as much, hasn't he? So mm. maybe in January, I, I like Bernard. I'd have no problem with him staying, but equally, I don't think I'd be too caught up if he was to leave. Gav Bernard into the final two years of his contract, you know, his his uh, his value certainly certainly on the accounts anyway. I know he's a free transfer, but in terms of in the in the marketplace, his his value is now at its highest. It's only going to diminish as he goes into that final final twelve months. Do you expect yeah. to see do you expect to see him move in January given given that his agent seems to be uh, pushing the idea that it's possible? Yeah, get him off the wage bill as well because he'd be on big. He's on well, yes. of course, he's on big money because of the free, isn't he? And he's, and he's 28 as well, isn't it? Which also yes. works against him. Um, don't know. Depends how the season goes, Phil. Mm. If we get if we get to January, 
and the sort of zero. I'm not saying like we want to be top of the Premier League, haven't won all our games. We we could be, we could be, we will be. You know, <laughs> you know, and and he's shown, as you say, we like, you know, he can do a job for you in certain games, can't he? I think when you need to be a bit, bit, bit of creativity. Um, if we get to January and we're still there or thereabouts, say the top four. And he's shown on occasion he can change games or be an influence. Then the you know, just actually keep to we'll just take there to the end of the season. Because um, it's all about numbers, like you've seen. There's lots of people, you know, the expectation this year, as has happened to us, it's going to be loads of injuries, isn't it? Mm. Loads, you know, with the with the pressure on the calendar, both international and club football. So you do want people around the uh, around the club. Um, so there might be a decision then to say, well, actually, we will keep them. But I think more logically is was what you're saying is right, is that two and a half years not having you've not cemented the first team place and you want one big last contract, then it would make sense to move and we get him off the books. I think that's probably the more likely option. I haven't, I haven't said all that. Um he's not good enough, Bernard, is he to play week in a week out in Premier League in terms of being consistent. Mm. Um yeah. I do I'm not sure about something into really big clubs. Yeah, we say that about some of our players, like lots of clubs. <laughs> well, of course, um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, that's the difference this year. We've got good players. You can, you know, can play against the big clubs, isn't it? And you see that difference already. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd say going in January, yeah, would would seem to be the likely option. But mm-hmm. it depends where we are in the league and yes. how he's performed in the interim. Yeah, Wheelow, and it, you know. The uh, the fax machines have just been no, only been just turned off after Monday, and, and the and the and the ink on those contracts are, is only just drying still, probably. But do you feel that January, because since Marcel Brands came to the football club, January has almost become almost a no go area. He, you know, he's made it very clear. Other than the only other the only signing in two January windows has been uh, Jared Branthwaite, and obviously came. A fairly, in, you know, modest fee in, in modern terms. You know, five hundred grand or whatever, seven hundred and fifty, rising to a million. Do you think this January changes things potentially for the things that Gavis just said? One, depending on where we are in the league, but also bearing in mind that because of this congested, condensed season, there's a, there's a strong chance that injuries could be an issue. I mean, you look at the injury list we have already; it's extensive. Do you think maybe the football club are looking at January with a little bit more of an open mind at this stage? Potentially. It was only when you tweeted uh, in the game the other day the amount of injuries that we've we've actually got that yeah. makes it kind of underlines just how good a start it's been. You know, the fact that we've got eight or nine players injured or have been injured and we've managed to win every game. So every credit to the to the squad for that. Yeah, it's it's really following on from what Gav says. It it, it dep- a lot depends on where we are. It, I don't want to template too much, but this season feels like a bit of an opportunity, doesn't it? It just feels like one of those seasons so far that the, the teams at the top in the top four, five and six are going to drop points. Certainly, even Liverpool and Manchester City have shown it so far this season. And if we are in and about that European places come January, Mishiri's always been seems to have been one of those owners who is willing to, you know, um, mm. you know, release some extra funds when you least expect it. Uh, and you're looking at the squad now. It's it's pretty 
you've got the four centre backs, the, 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 the left back and Cuckoo's been like just a, a revelation, hasn't he, in the games he's played. The right back seems to be pretty secure. I know Phil, you were writing a lot in the summer and previously that we were probably looking for a right sided player. And obviously, Hamas is doing a, a great job there, but he, could, he looks like he can play anywhere across the, the kind of front three positions. I think maybe that's the one potentially. And, and, yeah. and if, if Tosin. If, if we've not signed another striker before the domestic window closes, which looks unlikely, maybe there is that room there because, as Gad rightly says, we're going to get injuries. We've already had injuries. You're just hoping it's not to the to the big ones, to Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison. I just think, yeah, why not? Yeah, maybe it will be different this time because, we've, let's face it, in January, we've never been in a position, have we, for a long time, probably since that Martinez season where we might be going into the second half of the season with a real chance of doing something in the league, you know, something something really tangible. So, yeah, maybe we will change our policy a little bit. And, of course, Roberto strengthened in that January with uh, <laughs> Aidan McGeady and Lucina Traore. I love the way Aidan McGeady looked fully fit from day one, by the way. Wow, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I think he'd been enjoy, enjoying the Russian winter, hadn't he, a little bit? Too yeah, long. yeah. I, I think more like Russian Volker and uh, whatever he, he's struggling off or something, you know, yeah. 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 Do, do, you, do you sense, Gav, you know, Marcel's probably be tearing his hair out that people are already talking about January, you know, but... Do you think that we will have to, or sh- or we need to have a bit more open, open-minded approach to, to the winter window because it's it's not actually that far away. No, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It's like a month closer, yeah. isn't it, than normal? Yeah. It's so there's only what's only what three months, two and a half months between. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, Phil. This is going to be hopefully in the last for obvious season last time. This is this won't happen again. This is going to be less season like no other before or since. I think um, because of you know what's gone on, hopefully we all hope it doesn't happen again. And I think Paul's right in that. I think there will be opportunity. It will be stains. There will be opportunities for clubs maybe outside of the usual suspects to really make a mark. Because I think it's going to going to see a leveling out effect as we've seen already. Um, and in that in that sort of environment. It makes sense that if we are there or thereabouts, is in in January, you know, they may be saying, "Well, actually, rather than getting rid, do something here to push on." Yeah, you know, yeah. and like they, they could, Michelle, you could, you know, Michelle, whoever, say this is our one, and I think this sort of informed our summer transfer dealings would be great. This is our ones. I've got to make hay now. Yes. If we don't make hay now, it may never happen again. And all my investment really is not worthless as such, hasn't been worth the while because it's sort of been building up to this moment. So I think you've got to keep an open mind in January, both in terms of sales and acquisitions. Um, it would be foolish just to to keep to the the sort of, I'll just bring a couple of promising players. We don't want to expect, you know, upset the apple cart and balance the squad. Um, I think it may suit something different. Whether you can get those players is a different kettle of fish. I mean, because, of course, as we've seen with the, the goalkeeper situation in the summer, if you're in the top four of the Premier League, other clubs may not want to sell your players. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so so you, you, as we've already had the experience with some of the, you know, you know better than me, Phil, some of the stories around Sana Romero and the, mm. the, the man who keeper and stuff. Yeah. You, you may see that scenario repeated in the... Uh, in, in in January, you know, yeah. so where uh, 
It'd be nice if, say, Liverpool bought Sahar from Palace to stop us, us buying them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. good, you know. So I think, with all seriousness, open mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and if if we're there, there or thereabouts, attack it. You know, attack the window. You know, uh, in a in a in a controlled and constructive manner. I do think the one the one thing we're missing at the moment is pace on the right hand side of the pitch. Mm. Yeah, just to change got, things up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because James is not the uh, well, he doesn't run, does he? Really? Um, <laughs> it's probably a bit much to ask Seamus thirty-eight games a season to bomb up and down the uh, yeah. right hand side of the pitch. And, and the one thing we haven't got as an option at the moment is real pace on the right hand side, of, right hand side. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you. I mean, this has been a perennial issue. When remember doing podcast last year, Phil, we say maybe we need a centre. Everybody knows we need a right winger as such. But, mm. You know, um, I think that's one thing. If you said where we need centre, that an option there would be would be would be great. Um, but yeah, as come back to you, a point January, open mind. And don't be held back by your sort of long-term thinking, as it were, because this will be a season like no other, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, just a last point then, and staying with January, on the flip side, outgoings we love. You know, obviously the club the club managed to, to uh, move Sandro Ramirez on permanently. Um, so, so he's off the wage bill now and, and, and no longer an Everton player. Uh, of course, Mo Besic didn't get a move on deadline day. He's now looking to the championship in this window that lasts for another week. It closes at 5 p.m. next Friday. And obviously there was a little bit of interest, we believe, from Turkey for Yannick Balassi, but nothing that any that came to fruition. Your Besic and maybe particularly Balassi. Are you pushing in the next seven days to try and get a club in the EFL? Or are you going, I'm gonna hang on another two and a bit months and see what's happening in January? It's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a, <laughs> I I always I always feel for players having worked like you know in, in as a journalist and I you know players get big wages like Balassi and and a lot of people question you're sitting there on your wages you know let's face it if someone gave us a seventy grand a week contract and he's probably your last biggest contract or whatever he's on a week you know you, would you be in a rush I know that sounds terribly defeatist no because you want be the, it's play. the biggest contract it's of his biggest career. contract of his career we 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 in whatever stupidly or correctly at the time we gave him that money so I understand I, I honestly believe footballers can be treated like pieces of meat at the time if Bill Asia never had that injury who knows he might still be in the squad now so it's a short career but you'd hope that uh, he'd want to play football because he's a decent player and Bez is just the same Bez is always getting clubs at, I'd hope both would look for a move to the championship, you know, in these next 10 days or so. But the problem is that they see that as beneath them, that they want to be playing in the top flight, if not over here, which can't be the case now until January. Well, and I think there's maybe one or two other windows still open across Europe. Mm. You'd hope they push for it. I'd never say, oh God, they're, they're taking the wages and sitting up because, you know, we gave them those contracts. I always have a, you know, I'll always, not always side on the, the side of footballers, but I always understand where they're coming from because I know what happens when clubs want to move a footballer out. But, Hope in the next ten days they might go and play some football. Certainly, Balassi needs to play, doesn't he? Again, he's had a rough time of it in terms of like that injury, and then didn't seem to work out on the loan moves he's made elsewhere. But it seems like he's training well. You know, he said it himself as much on social media. Carlo had a good word for him in that press conference didn't he recently. Just hopefully we can get him out there. But let's face it, if if he if he or Bezic goes, I'm sure we'll be uh, 
supplementing whatever wages the the, the clubs are paying for them. Gavs, you know, if you're if you're Yannick, do you do you sit tight? You know, don't worry about the the, the EFL window and and go. You know what? I'll just hang on till either anything comes in Portugal up until the twenty fifth, and if not, I'll just stay till January. Depends what comes through the door. Doesn't what offers are made. I suppose slightly different different circumstances because Bessit is what is he twenty seven? Is he mm. like that? Yannick's a few years older. Yeah. Um, so slightly different circumstances. Um, it comes back to whether you want to play or not and what the offer is doesn't it really um, ideally I'd like to see both go not because I want to see them leave is, is a financially it's slightly beneficial for us and two is just, you know those players that you'd want to play in the first team or in the first team squad I don't think they're part of that so you don't want them hanging around either. you know it's, it doesn't do anybody any good really uh, to be honest with you so I think it would be best for everyone if they, if they did go but the same time, it's whether the right deal for them comes, uh, comes through the door, isn't it, really? Absolutely. Chaps, we will leave it there. Good uh, half an hour done there and on a Friday in an international break. Uh, we will uh, pod again Monday uh, as we hopefully uh, start to preview the derby and then, of course, next Friday. The number of people that have gone, oh, you, 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 you're shooing, you're going to win. Liverpool got tongued by Villa and you're top of the league. Like, it never works like that. <laughs> anyway, but we will we will get into the meat of the derby uh, next week. So, uh, chaps, thanks for your company and uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Royal Blue Podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.